Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Vilified. Janine's Story. Season 1. Episode 3 The Blackest Year Teenagers, what do all of them have in common? Other than being portrayed by a 20-year-old actor with a bad script and even worse acting? Trauma. Everything is so intense. Not as dramatic as most movies and TV will lead you to believe. Life and death is something we all encounter. But the movies I've found where the people were mentally disabled deal with it in such a form that even as serious as it is, it's seen as something beautiful and something that couldn't possibly happen. How could this beautiful teenager, who is just as fragile, stay with us? And when they celebrate the life of the teenager with mental illness, I want to roll my eyes. Why? Because it wasn't like that. They didn't want to be celebrated. They wanted to be saved. They wanted to be listened to and heard. To talk without being judged or feared or locked up like everyone else on this earth should be, like I want it to be. So, we meet again. I know you know the spiel, but let me say it again. This show is not for the meek of mind or those who are sensitive to delicate subjects. Just so we're clear, viewer discretion is advised in this particular episode will contain talk of suicide. Not to scare you off, but how can I do a show about being schizoaffective without including that? I don't claim to be happiness and rainbow. I'm not even an expert in this beat. I am me, and I am telling you how it was for me. And to enlighten friends, family members, and co-workers that have people in their lives just like me. I'm not the only unicorn in the world. <laughs> the show is a raw and unfiltered look into the mind and the madness 
You have been warned. You ready? Here we go. My name is Janae, and this is my story. Ah, the 90s. Everyone owned a Game Boy, Nickelodeon was cool, and Jurassic Park had just come out. I know I'm dating myself, but it's cool. Like I said, I'm honest. It was a time for fun, laughter, and innocence. Speaking of innocence, I too was innocent. I was a teenager, and like all teenagers, I was figuring things out. When I was younger, I was shy. But in high school, it was all about hormones. The rush that made you blush. I was not popular when I got to high school. I mean, I wasn't a head cheerleader, or prom queen, or even class president. I was friendly with the cliques. There was no substitute for feeling alone, even in a crowd of people. You see, in middle school, when I consider middle school, I was not very popular. I was the weird girl. The girl that would be set up with the boys just for laughs. You know, just thinking about it makes me wonder why I put up with all of this crap. Wonder why, even now, that it still bothers me. I guess, I guess that's life. You want an example? I remember very vividly going on a field trip to a place in Georgia called Rock Eagle, sponsored by the 4-H Club. Rock Eagle was an effigy mound, or a formation of rocks in the shape of an eagle. It was cool to be on my own with kids my age without supervision. I'm not counting on the teachers and counselors. I have a love-hate relationship with my hair. My combination of poor maintenance, lack of health, and bad luck. My hair growth is slow. It's even like that now. Plus, I was quite ignorant to what the word nappy means. It's just a word, right? No. No, it's not. Nappy was always derogatory in my family. It was a put-down to have hair that kind of way. I was not alone. It was casually thrown around by my family and my friends' families. I grew up with mainly Black people, and I'd become desensitized to it. All I knew was that I envied white people with their silky straight hair, I hated my hair to the point where I, in my 20s, I wouldn't be seen outside without my hair being styled with longer extension. Even now, I don't like my own short hair. My daughter, if you remember, I call her M. Let me know my hair was not, in fact, nappy. It was called kinky. And when I found out that I actually had curly hair, when I started going natural instead of putting perms in my hair, I was shocked. I was beyond shocked. Tiny, tightly coiled curls. Well, my daughter told me, she was like, how else do you think we got our hair? She's talking about her 
herself and her brother. And I was like, I don't know, your father or something? I don't know. But I don't know, let's just be me. me. <laughs> Why am I saying all this? Because when I was younger, I used to get perms, which is probably the reason it wouldn't grow. I got perms and curled, jerry curls, not the tightly coiled curls, the jerry curls, the ugly jerry curls. Anyways, my mom didn't put perm my hair. So I was wearing a hat when I first got to the camp and they called us for lunch and I was walking to the cafeteria and a boy ran by and snatched my hat off. All the kids saw it happen and all the kids laughed when the boy said, Ew, look at your nappy hair. That was bad enough. But on the same trip, the last day, we took this long walk and on the way back, the boy that I had a crush on walked up to me and he started, started holding my hand without me saying anything. And I was like, Oh God, is this happening? But when we were nearing the camp, he dropped my hand and then he, you know, he just wiped it off. Like I had some kind of disease and his friends joined him laughing at him because he held the hand of a weird girl. He probably did that on a dare, but yeah, that happened. When I was prepping for this episode, I had to go through a bunch of painful memories. I was trying to find out the worst, absolutely worst year. And I call this year my black year because I was depressed the entire time. The whole time. I was actually, um, I thought I was 15, but I was actually 14. Right before we went to high school and right before things changed for me. But when I was 14, my mom was dating and I might be getting the year wrong. I can't always remember because of my illness, but she was dating this guy. I don't remember much about him and I'm only speaking about it because it was the first year it affected me so much but wait a minute let me rephrase that I remember every motherfucking detail of that asshole even decades later I can remember what he looked like I can remember what he smelled like I can even remember his fucking African accent yeah. How can you ever forget a boy? I don't claim to know what people think about when they do bad stuff. Hell, I don't even think people know why they're speaking ill of someone. But I bore a lot of hate when that motherfucker stepped on the scene. I'm a cancer. And one undesirable trait is to hold grudges. I did that to a lot of people who treated me like shit when I was younger, mostly family, but I would have held on to it even longer 
until I had this conversation with myself. And I asked myself, what was it accomplishing to hold on to that many grudges? Nothing but hatred. I always tell the kids that come to me when, when uh, my daughter was younger, the kids that just wanted to hang out and stuff, I was always saying, you know, depression is hatred turned inward. And I really believe that. Except against that fucker, I left it because fuck him. To make matters worse, he had a son. Just as I was seeking validation and acceptance from both of them, my mother and her fucker boyfriend, his son was seeking it too. So that made us enemies, always competing, always one-upping each other. My fragile self-esteem had been taking consistent hits since I was a young child. No one built it back up, so it's like having a shield, but it's made out of wood. I take that back. One person did build it back up. One person stood up to the villain in, in my story at the time, my mother. It was my grandma. I was going to say her name, but I think my family would get mad. If I was to point her out and shit, so I'll keep her name a secret. But my grandma wasn't scared of anything. She was a little old lady. <laughs> and she wasn't afraid of anything. Not even of my mom. And my mom used to get plenty mad, especially at me. I really miss her. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The last thing she ever said to me was, you look like a movie star. But that's a tale for another time. Back to the story. So after a disappointing day, a rather hard disappointing day of being in school and getting teased yet again. Yes, actual teasing. I came home and had a fight with the African motherfucker, his son, and we got into an actual brawl, fist fight. And he headbutted me in the mouth. And then he looked, he, he took off. 
And I had had enough of that fucker, of my mom and her inaction, and I'll the work. I know I I know I warned of this earlier, but I need to stress this right now. If you can't handle sensitive subjects, please do not listen. Turn this off immediately. And I don't know, read the Bible. There's a good one in there about the earth opening up and eating a bunch of people and horses and shh. I shouldn't cuss when I talk about the Bible. But it's it's true. I think it's in numbers. Anyways, you have been warned. I went into my mom's room in her bathroom and I got the aspirin and I swallowed a handful of pills. And y'all know what I was trying to do. I will not say it or refer to it as Voldemort. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm talking about I was trying to take my life. And it wasn't the first time I did that. Side note, I love it when therapists ask me how many times I've tried to commit suicide. Their guesses are always in the low range. Mine are were like three digits or something like that, close to it. Why? Like I said, my self-esteem was hardly replenished. Oh, wait, you want to know what happened to me? I went to sleep. It's funny, a lot of the time when I tried that, that particular method, I did it at my mom's house. I think I did it three different times. And one time it was... I think it was when my uh, my grandma died. But I never told her any of this. I never, I never told anyone. When I woke up, and yes, I woke up, the asshole, asshole junior, my mom had gotten home. Oh, and my sister, my little sister. Junior told them he beat me up and we ate dinner. No biggie. You want another example? I rode the bus to school usually, and I would be off in my own little world. One day, my own little world collided with this one. It was particularly windy that day. I can't remember what day it was, but I remember that it was windy, so it had to be sometime in the fall when the leaves were orangish and red and I was imagining myself as a witch that could harness the wind. I would use my powers to summon a cyclone and destroy the city and I'd be the only one left standing and the animals. I, I wouldn't harm the animals. So I, I was minding my own business and a boy approached me I say boy, but he looked to be in his 20s. So I guess he had been left back a couple of times. Anyways, he asked me a question and I don't remember what it was, but he did not like my answer. 
at all. My stop came up and I got off the bus. And that's when I noticed he was following me. I didn't want him to know where I lived. So I walked past my mom's apartment when suddenly he rushed towards me and knocked me down. Then he beat me up. Why? I have no clue. But I told my daughter this story and I told her a 23-year-old boy beat me up because he looked like he was in his 20s. He was short, but he looked like he was so much older than what he was, I guess. And that experience really stuck with me. What was I here on earth to do? Why would God let all this stuff happen to me? Where do I belong? And after that, I just tuned out. I lived in my world 24-7. I couldn't tell you what anything was or anything was happening in my life because it was all a blur of endless darkness, endless gray clouds, no sunshine, no silver lining. And it went on like that for a really long time. Right before Christmas, um, I was sitting in class and Usually when I was in class, I wasn't paying attention to what any of my teachers said. I was just trying to make myself small. My big thing, other than wanting to harness the wind, my other power that I wish I had was invisibility. So I was sitting in a class trying to be invisible, even though everybody was looking at me and giggling pointing and uh, a teacher asked me to stay after school and I thought I was in trouble and everybody else did too but she actually sat me down and we had a really long talk and she talked to me about, about my life about my family and she asked me if I was sad and I said I was, and she told me that I could talk to her. And then she asked me, had I ever tried to harm myself? I was tired of the mask I'd created, the shell I'd tried to crawl into and die in. I told her I did. And we talked for a while. And I swear, I have no idea why my mom did not get mad at me that day because I was later than I should have been. It was good to talk to her, and I don't remember her name. I really don't. But she stopped me from trying again. My methods weren't always neat and clean. You know, sometimes it got really messy. But I was going to try again with something stronger. And it's just funny to me that it took a stranger to build my wall back up, my self-esteem, when nobody else would. Like I said in a previous episode that me and my mother have an interesting dynamic. In fact, 
and while she hated me, I don't know at this point that she didn't. When I was a teenager, I thought it was because I looked so much like my father. In fact, I looked so much like my dad that when I went to my dad's um, wake, my grandfather kept saying, don't she look like him? She looks like him. And I was like, thanks for saying I look like the dead guy. But that's another story. She never told me and I never asked. Do you know what that's like? Can you relate? I hope no one ever feels like that. But the sad reality is a lot of kids feel in competition with their siblings, especially with favoritism running rampant. My mom favored my sister from the time she was born until now. It doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel good at all. I spent my life wishing my mom would validate me, and that was a mistake. I had to learn to validate myself. It wasn't about her. It was never about her. It was about me. It wasn't a mistake that the word self-esteem has self in it, but I was ill-equipped. I developed an unnatural attachment to everyone that, that became a constant in my life. And I became possessive, the negative side of cancer. It was hard to learn that lesson, and I'm still teaching it to myself because of my kids. They're going to need someone to teach them to build their own confidence in themselves. And I'm the person to do that. There were a lot more things that happened, but I didn't want this episode to be too long. And I only highlighted a fraction of what happened that year, but it was just more attempts, poetry, and daydreaming. Seriously. If you just found my, my podcast, welcome. This is a safe space. I welcome all to listen and respond if you need to. I'm always here to talk. If you are unsure if you belong and you need a person to vent to, I am always here to listen. My email is janaetherwriter at yahoo.com. But listen, if you're thinking of harming yourself, please, in America, call 988 or one 800 1-800-273-8255. It's a suicide hotline, and you can call, chat, or text. They're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In the UK, it's 0800-689-5652. The LGBTQ have a hotline. Text 678 678 and then you type start to reach someone and they're available 24 7 365 days a year if i haven't said your country message me and we'll find it together you are not alone i am here with you you matter until next time remember stand tall my dears
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.